Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's teaching and recalibrate. Well, welcome back to Recalibrate, and it's great to have you back. We're going to continue with the series we've been doing on learning from 2020. This will be our last week for this because next week we're going to be going into a series on revival, which we're really excited about. But you know what? We felt like there were some things in my heart we hadn't got to, and one of them was, I think one of the big lessons that we got from this year, 2020, surrounds this topic of fear and overcoming it and so on and so forth. Now, I am so blessed that Ben Woodman is actually back with us. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. And it's a separate recording. He didn't just hang around and do two in a row. Right. You went away and you came back. The timing worked. I came back. I needed to come pick up uh, something from the church building, and it worked. Uh, you were like, let's do it. I'm like, let's do it. It's <laughs> so good. It's amazing. Because, uh, yeah, that's absolutely perfect. You know, I was thinking about you and Fia. You did something in this season of COVID, which was very bold. You uh, stepped down from your job. It's true. I uh, At the end of August last year, uh, after a lot of uh, conversations, a lot of prayer, I resigned from full-time work with Alpha. Um, I will say uh, on really good terms, I, I love Alpha and Alpha still loves me. And and my it was more, it was even a restructuring. It was like, okay, I'm not going to be a full-time employee, but I'm going to keep doing the work that I, I can for and with Alpha. I just love them. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was a big decision to kind of say, am I going to be okay? Am I, I'm going to step into right this. Right in the middle of COVID. Yeah. And, and especially even being someone who one of the big things that's been a part of my if uh, vocation and career has been speaking at events uh, and events, live events aren't happening. Uh, it was a big a kind of scary move. Uh, so there was some fear. There was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Fear of, fear of the future, basically? Fear of where, whether your ministry will start up again in the future? Is that kind of thing? Yeah. Ex- fear if I'll find the next right rhythm, if I find the next project that will really capture my heart and imagination. Fear of, of insignificance. Fear yes. of inadequacy. Because um, at least for now, I'm just going contract to contract, event to event, project to project. And there's a lot of kind of self uh, starting like a, it's like self-employed like I'm but I've never really done this so this fear of inadequacy like I don't think I'll be enough at and be good enough at doing this self uh, and then in thing. all of that you've got an environment where the opportunities you would think are mm-hmm. less yeah there, there's much less opportunity and so it's it's fear of having enough money fear of security fear of money right. fear of right. uh, letting my my most of all in my life letting my wife down you know hey I want to help pay the bills <laughs> You know, I don't want us to have to move uh, and change our lifestyle right. dramatically because right. of, I mean, more than it already has uh, because of the pandemic, but because of me not finding good work and meaningful work to do that, you know. And, but you did it. So therefore yeah. you overcame the fear. Something in you gave you the courage in the midst yeah. of this to still make that decision. Because most people probably would have, many would have held off until... Uh, the sun was shining a little bit better. The fog was a little bit lifted. Mm-hmm. But you got the courage. To, how did you do that? How did you, in the middle of the situation, get courage to make that kind of decision? I think it was uh, a lot of encouragement from friends and family and uh, some some calculations. You know, a lot of kind of looking at, a, a can, can I afford this? What, what kind of work will I need to do? 
and uh, reached out to a few people about tentative work. So there was some projects, even with Alpha, like, oh, could I do that project with you? And um, there was enough then that then because of my optimistic personality, then I was like, oh, yeah, we can do this, <laughs> you know. And it wasn't like uh, I didn't because I was consulting wise people in my life. I, I didn't feel like a rash or foolish or rushed decision. It wasn't it was, reckless. It wasn't reckless. Risky, but not reckless. It was, yeah, but it was, yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, risky, but not res- reckless. And that's what it felt like. And it wasn't something that then uh, has automatically been easy street. And oh, all, that's good to hear. Okay. Yeah, it's, it was, yeah, it's been yeah. challenging and still is challenging yeah. in different areas. And still, uh, I would say even at least a couple times a month, I really have to confront the fear. Uh, so, so January and February, I have some work planned out right now and, and all self-employed and small businesses know you don't know what the next month after that looks like you know if you're doing contract work you don't know what the next month is so right now if I really just stared at a spreadsheet this is what I found myself doing sometimes I just stared at a spreadsheet trying to imagine what the work was for say March or you know a couple months ago it would have been January and it's and then all of a sudden fear starts to creep in right and uh, so I've had a, some big moments where I started, am I crazy? Why did I do this? Maybe I should try to go back, you know, like uh, retreat, you know, maybe, I, you know, looking make the at- Make the call, make the call. <laughs> yeah, there's like, uh, you know, getting a, uh, someone, you know, going to say a coffee shop. And, oh, should I work at a coffee shop? You know, like, or looking at the, you know, ads for, you know- Right, maybe, yeah, skip the dishes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to go be a skip the dishes driver, a delivery guy, maybe on a bike, you know. <laughs> Not to say there's anything wrong with that, and for some people that works, but just for no, being totally, it's kind yeah. of a, 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 an unusual, it would like you yeah. feel like you're kind of like giving in a little bit. Yeah, there. well, that's the thing is it wasn't, uh, it, you know, you're hoping to move forward and onward, upward, yeah. and it's like a, mentally you have to validate any good work, honest work. That's good. Anyone who does good work for to make a, you know, to yeah, pay the bills, to support the family. Yeah. But then there's also the the dream, right? It's like, yeah. oh wait, but there's yeah. this dream in my heart of the type of work I want to do, uh, and it and it hasn't all fallen together easily. But thankfully, I can sit here today and say, hey, there's been work. I've been able to help continue to help Melissa pay yeah. the bills. So anybody who wants to donate to Ben's ministry, no, we, no, seriously, <laughs> no, we encourage yeah. you to do that. Yeah. Can, I would like us today then to unpack. I knew that story and we mm. hadn't even talked about going that route to mm-hmm. start, but it's such a profound, I mean, when I heard that you had stepped down, I went, what? Because I have heard of two or three people in this season that made some pretty dramatic decisions. Mm-hmm. And I go, wow, that's uh, fearless. You know, that's just absolutely amazing. So I'd like to unpack that because this season um, has created people making quite remarkable decisions and others even considering it. And I think the nature of what we've just gone through in 2020, there's been two conflicting forces. There has been this overwhelming sense of fear that has come into some people, a lot to do with death, a Mm -hmm. lot to do with, um, chaos in the world and, 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 just worry and fear. I was I was walking down the path in the uh, forest yesterday near a house. We have this great number of trails put up by the city. It was a lovely day. So there's a lot of people out. And some half the people had masks, half didn't. And I was one of the ones that didn't because I'm out walking mm-hmm. by myself. But another couple passed on the other side. And this poor lady, she didn't have a mask on either. 
But every time somebody passed her, she literally turned completely 360, put her back to everybody, stopped and put her back, and then moved on. And I could just see a high degree of fear mm-hmm. on her face. You know, mm-hmm. she was really angry. Obviously, and I, she was not enjoying her walk. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, and so we know that there's been this really overwhelming. We've, preachers have preached a lot about this in this season, encouraging people, mm-hmm. don't be fearful, don't be worried. But at the same time, ironically, I think there's also been a tremendous, by the power of God, setting people free from fear mm, mm-hmm. in this season. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that we have actually had to face our fears because some of the things that we're really scared of have actually happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, as a pastor, what's the worst fear for a pastor? Right. No one turns up at church on a Sunday morning. Well, right. guess what? <laughs> yeah. No one's turning up at church on a Sunday morning. And so suddenly, uh, you know, we find ourselves, you know, facing this kind of thing. And I think this is mm-hmm. true. Thoughts, and, yeah. Yeah, I, I think when I think about the big fears that the pandemic brought front and center, uh, the biggest one is death, health, uh, you know, illness. And then you go uh, unemployment and yeah. then everything that that brings. Oh, if I can't find work or if we're out of work, then I lose not just a lifestyle, but also I might lose my home. I might go into debt. I might, you know, how am I going to feed my family? Um, and it, so it's all like these domino effects. And there's a lot of really big, uh, even just basic life and health and uh, fears. And a lot of those were, um, are in many ways, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I guess, uh, reasonable. Those are reasonable fears. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's... I think the biggest thing that actually, when churches early on in the pandemic started preaching about fear, I actually kind of had a guard up because of uh, my connection to Melissa working at the hospital. And I had read an article that talked about how the virus doesn't care about your fear. And there was, uh, and this, uh, not just churches, but I think in society, they're kind of saying, you know, quoting that old uh, presidential line of, uh, oh, yeah, the Kennedy. only thing to fear is, is fear, fear itself. itself. Yeah. You know, and... And, and I was kind of hearing that and going, wait, no, there's a virus and it doesn't care if you're afraid or not. So then it was like, oh, so you shouldn't waste uh, energy. And there's a fear that is aggravated and the enemy loves to come. Mm -hmm. You know, the evil one loves to come and aggravate a fear and cause so much fear and anxiety that it, it mobilizes us. We're not talking about that. If you're talking about no. just a reasonable fear and caution, yeah, there's, there's good fear. To, yeah, fear of heights. Can, yeah, fear of heights. Exactly. Yeah, thing. the yeah. way it helps us drive safer, helps yeah. us, you know, not walk uh, yeah. on the edge of a high building. Yeah. All these things. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and there's a virus. So hey, yeah. washing your hands, social distancing, yeah. wearing a mask. You know, all these. Yeah, things. Yeah, they were able to track this thing down to the down to specific numbers. That if we don't do this, this will happen. Yeah, exactly. Kind of this modeling, and yeah. so. But that, so I started actually feeling. But I like the second one you talked about because you talked about job security, money, yeah. housing. Yeah, exactly. Housing and even like yeah, like your own space and uh, it. Uh, you know, for Melissa and I living in Vancouver, it's a very expensive and in the whole Vancouver area. People were most of the people who were listening to this. These are expensive places to live. Uh, what if I can't afford to pay my car payments? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then how? Then I can't get to work, and uh, or whatever it is, I can't find new work. And then how am I going to feed the kids? Well, then where am I moving? You know, it's somewhere but cheaper. Here, here's what. I, so here's what I saw happen with people. So you got this realization: if I can't make money, et cetera, if the mm-hmm. donomos if the donomos fall, mm-hmm. we're in trouble. But then we realized through COVID, 
we didn't have as much control over the dominoes as we thought, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've got it all lined up, but then a pandemic hits yep. and every single, like before, a lot of businesses, they could see they were doing well and they were mm-hmm. tracking on for success and the whole table just turns yep. in a moment. And so now you realize I was fearful of these things and I thought I could have control over these things but i suddenly realize i have way less control over my life than i thought i did and i think the the, that's you nailed it it's control right so we we love operating and when i say we i really do mean the grand we we love operating like we think we have control over so much of our lives and it's a it reminds me of like recovery uh like uh recovery programs because part of the really distinct beginning is understanding where you are powerless and where you have power. So I have power in this area of my life and I'm powerless in these areas of lives. I think the, the reason they usually start there saying, I, you know, I'm powerless, they mean in certain areas. It's not in your whole area of life, but in certain areas of your life, we uh, delude ourselves into thinking that we have all this control and power. But we don't, you know, especially when with forces of like, for example, addiction, your body, you literally are powerless against. And and at the beginning of the season, when many of us were losing power, myself as a leader of a church, Mm -hmm. it almost killed us. Yeah, it's crushing. It's crushing. So I had some uh, some people, really close friends. They started uh, they stayed up all night doing spreadsheets and running the numbers. And uh, they're like trying to figure out what how bad this is going to affect the economy. And I'm like, wait, what did you do? And he was like, yeah, I was, I was doing, I have all these spreadsheets and I was working, doing all the data, using all the numbers. And I think they should do this and this and this. And I'm kind of like, why are you, <laughs> you doing that? Uh, in the sense of you're redoing the work that has been done. And I, I you know, it, it was coming across as almost like a frenzied attempt at regaining control. I was of, doing that with the numbers of the church. Yeah, exactly. Working them through. Yeah. How many people watched? What does it actually mean? Are we yeah. still getting the same number? Totally. Because Landry said, oh, I haven't even looked at the numbers. Like, right. Slap the like, guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, there's, and, and so people are all reacting differently to different things. But then uh, even that idea of controlling the numbers in our own lives, all of a sudden we're trying to control these numbers that are so far outside of us that don't just depend on actions that I can do right now to bring We've results. lost all total control. We've lost control. And it's so scary. And what I love about the gospel is that, is that it's, we're not trusting, we're not relinquishing control to the universe. It's to a loving father. Whoa, that's so good. I love that. Yeah, I kind of got chills when I said that. I felt like <laughs> the Holy Spirit almost like, like encouraging myself. <laughs> the... the yeah, it's it's we're not relinqu- we're not just letting go and and saying uh, I don't care, right? We're actually we're letting go. In, we're trusting that there is someone who's sovereign who we can trust, and that life, even the the greatest things in this life that could affect us, the greatest pains, the greatest uh, you know death itself uh, has been defeated. So we're saying, okay, uh, it doesn't mean death's not going to come for us and those we love. It may. But death is not the end. Death has been defeated. We're trusting things into the hands of a loving Father. And never before has the phrase "Thy kingdom come and Thy will be done" been more potent, mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah, it's this saying: you're, "This is about you. This is about your. You know what's going on more than we do." And uh, one of the ideas that struck me a couple months ago was just a reminder that the Holy Spirit's never afraid. Like so, the like God who is in you 
is never afraid. Like zero fear. He knows the end from the beginning. He, he knows all the things that could hurt us. He knows how much evil there really is in the world. So part of this overcoming fear, that this transition that's happened, which is what I want to talk about, because this is what God's, a work that, I want us to recognize the work that God has done in us so that we can walk into 2021 fearless. Because, mm. um, you know, when the res- fear is a restraint that mm-hmm. needs to be broken so yeah. that we can move unrestrained. And I, I love what you're talking about. So part of this process is this idea of we've been forced to take, let go of our control and put it fully in Christ and in that be totally secure. Mm-hmm. When everything's going crazy, you're totally secure. Mm-hmm. And and I think it brings us to this idea of, uh, yeah, almost like it is very much connected to our feelings, right? So fear is very much a feeling. There's a physical reaction, but uh, to, you know, stimulus or whatever it is, our body saying, oh, that's not safe but there's also a feeling that comes. And I believe there's this spiritual dynamic of, of how the Lord can interact, how perfect love casts out fear and how the enemy wants to come and aggravate fear and just, just heighten all anxieties and all fear and, and isolate and, and uh, destroy us. And I think the, the spiritual aspect of it is really important for us as those who are in Christ. It's like, no, we're not alone. The Christ, the he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And as you let go and you trust the Father and trust what the Spirit's doing, going to bring the good out of this bad. And we've seen a lot of good come out of the bad. It doesn't make the bad good, but it brings, you know, God Mm. loves bringing Mm. beauty from ashes. It doesn't make whatever burnt down, like that wasn't a good thing that it burned down, the ashes, whatever the ashes are from. it. But there is beauty that comes from ashes, that image in the scripture. Uh, the there's there's a there's a battle of of the enemy trying to aggravate and i i sometimes wonder i'm like so i'm not trying to cast out fear uh in the sense of like like all the all fear it's like no there's there's some of these healthy fears fear of heights fear when i'm driving fear of whatever you know fear of 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 trying to stay healthy but there's an aggravation of it then that starts to like you said restrain handcuff us chain us up keep us locked in our homes uh and let's move away from the virus for uh, a while because it's in life. This is what we want for people moving into the new year to be fear less, to fear less. It's like, hey, it's like there's still some uh, physical fears that are good, but uh, we want you to be less afraid to take risks in your relationship with God, in in relationships with others, you know, of fearing that you're going to be rejected, fearing that you're going to fail, fearing that those are fears that then... The, the father wants to help with. I think one of the things about the pandemic is because of the size of it and the way that it affected so many levels of society and so many levels of our lives. So when we talked a little bit about this last week, it's affected our finances. Mm -hmm. It's affected our relationships, external and even inside the home. It's affected our church life. Mm -hmm. It's affected our understanding of the future. It's affected our understanding of our health. It's yep. affected our loved ones and our fear for them. I mean, you know, the Bible, it talks about the judgment of God, and it often uses the concept of earthquake. And it's not always actually meaning a literal earthquake. But have you ever been in, have you been in an earthquake? Mm, mm, have you just, ever been in one? Just small ones, yeah. They're so freaky. Mm. Because you realize nothing, when the ground literally yeah. shakes underneath you, 
you realize nothing is permanent. Right, right. <laughs> like, ev- like there, the, there is the foundations of the earth the, are sh- I'm uh, shaking under my feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing is solid. Yeah. Like if, if that moves, everything moves. Mm-hmm. Nothing is, um, nothing is is solid. And I think the pandemic is what the Bible would describe as an earthquake. I know yeah, shaking. Yeah, it's a shaking, and it's yeah. not just a shaking of one specific area. It's a shaking of the whole structure. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had a thought. In the middle of it, you know, remember how that toilet paper became so expensive mm-hmm. and nobody could find it and nobody could even work out mm-hmm. why toilet paper had suddenly become so right. expensive. <laughs> but when I saw that, and what else? There were some other things that got really hard to find as well, mm-hmm. some obscure items. Yeah, yeah, just different remember. seasons, different things. Yeah. yeah, some really crazy things. But you realized as it went on and other items were no longer as available, wait a minute, the supply chain it seems like it's only one person away from total collapse, you mm. know, in this pandemic, which on the outside, because the numbers, um, you know, they know what was going to happen if they didn't take action. But when they did take action, the numbers just didn't seem to weigh up to what was going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Yet we realized, man, everything can be shaken. Yeah, And I think that that is about this, when we talk about... Fear, and then and then the absence of fear is this love, experiencing the love of God and trust in God. I think what's happened in 2020 is the extent that we have had to transfer self-control and put it fully into God's hand. It's not just been in one area. It's been because of the pandemic. It's got into it's got into the church like never. It's got into me mm-hmm. as a leader like never. No other thing, you know, few th- fewer things could. Mm-hmm. It's got into our finances. It's got mm-hmm. into our children's future. As you think about it, this thing has shaken. It's been an earthquake mm-hmm. in terms of shaking and waking us up to realize self-reliance is a dead end, mm-hmm. and your ability to control is way more limited than you think it is. Mm-hmm. And by the process of us going through this. And in all these areas, having to exchange it for God, I think there has been a washing machine experience, a cleansing of breaking in many of our lives in so many places, this control thing, which actually just feeds fear, yeah. and then giving over to God, which is releasing, yeah. then says, I can do anything. It doesn't matter because none of it's solid mm. anyhow. We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at crcfchurch.com. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done in